I'm white, I'm upper middle class, and I have nothing to complain about. But I do anyway. Hi, I'm Mac the Milkman, and welcome to another episode of Through the Ringer, a show where an arrogant and pompous man discusses what things are annoying him. So, how have I been pulled through the ringer this week? Today, we're doing things a little bit different. You see, normally what I do is I have a nice sheet of paper that I have listed all of the different things I'm going to be talking about with many little notes and additives. Well, I don't have my iPad with me today, so I'm having to go mostly off the cuff, as some would put it. Sure, there's going to be still the, the usual pauses and audio changes because... I'm an unprofessional, but there's going to be a bit of a change of pace today, so if you notice anything different, that's why. Today's episode is going to be a bit different. Instead of having multiple different topics, we're going to be talking about one particular umbrella topic, children's television. Let's just jump right in. I want to start off today by talking about a group that I think does not get as much attention. The Wiggles. I love the Wiggles. As a young lad and even to this day. Their music is very catchy. It's full of very good moral lessons if you are a stickler for that. And I think that most people can appreciate what they've done for the the culture of children's entertainment. Um, they, They get a lot of flack, but I think that the Wiggles deserve a lot more than what they're given. But the world of the Wiggles is very bizarre. Now, you're going to have to forgive me because I haven't watched the Wiggles in roughly 10 plus years, and I'll occasionally pop in a song, and I have seen them in concert, but it's been, it's been a while. I'd say I haven't watched them since at least 2008, if that, probably even longer. Anyways, the world of the Wiggles is a very bizarre situation. Of course, you have the main cast of characters, Jeff, Greg, Murray, and Anthony. Uh, Red, blue, purple, and yellow. I always liked Jeff. He was always my favorite. I do not like Murray. Murray is very scary. Murray um, is the Red Wiggle. And Murray has made many, many faces, very demonic, creepy, and very scary faces. If you look up Murray, the Red Wiggle, um, you will find many pictures of him with a deep, open-eyed stare, mouth either clenched shut or open a gaze. There's one particularly um, horrific photo of him, drenched in sweat in his Wiggle shirt, performing live for children, his hair is all... Ready, and I just have to think. Come on, man. I mean, what's what's your problem here? What's the deal? You're performing fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Sure, that might be uh, after a while it could get a bit heavy, but I do not think it requires this much energy. I mean, performances of AC/DC or Metallica do not have this much sweat and drenched nonsense going on. <sighs> what? Do, how? What do you say about Captain Feathersword? I never really considered it. He's like the fifth wiggle in a way. 
You know, some people say that, oh, he's the honorary member of a band. He's kind of like the honorary member. Like, Dorothy, Wags, Henry, they're the groupies. They're kind of like tag-alongs. Captain Feathersword, I mean, he'll play an instrument. He'll sing uh, some songs with them. He is kind of like a legitimate part of the Wiggles. He's He's one of the gang. And so, it's bizarre to me that the way that they... He's idolized in the Wiggles world. His own little segment, um, he's had many, but I remember um, the adventures of Captain Fredersword, the Friendly Pirate. He um, he has an entire crew that just adore him. And they're willing to put up with any nonsense he brings up because he's a friendly pirate. I mean, he doesn't really f- follow the basic requirements of being a textbook definition of a pirate the more you think about it. I mean, a pirate plunders and steals. Captain Feathersword tickles people. It's kind of his shtick. He doesn't have a, uh, a metal sword. He has a, a feather sword. Captain Feathersword. And he goes around and tickles people. I'm going to bring up something that you may remember. You Everyone remembers Barney, of course. But Barney has a weird, weird side of the fandom. Ever since his inception, people have despised Barney. I always liked Barney, and adults, sure, now they look back and they may think it's kind of funny that they despise him this way, but since in the 90s, people wrote books about the reaction that people had towards Barney the Dinosaur, Barney and Friends, the name of the show, and I just think it's fascinating that people just hated this character, this giant, walking, talking purple dinosaur. The lengths that people went with their hatred for Barney is just fascinating to me. It is just crazy that people would go to such hatred, such utter dismay to a purple, loving, stuffed animal that would turn into a giant talking dinosaur. It's absurd. It's something almost comedic. And I don't know how many people did this ironically, but there were people who seemed to legitimately hate Barney. I mean, like I said, they wrote books. There was, like, scandals of how much people hated Barney. Um, and it wasn't just adults. When you got to when you got to past the age of watching Barney, say you were in... I was in kindergarten and first grade in, like, around 2007, 2008, 2009. That's kind of when it kind of, like, reached its peak, and that's where I was at its peak, too. You would find animations on YouTube. People violently murdering Barney. Taking the gun. Shooting Barney. Burning the stuffed animal. All that stuff. And people on the playgrounds, we would talk about it. And we would sing this little poem to this old man. I hate you. You hate me. Let's go out and kill Barney with a baseball bat and a 2 by 4 No more purple dinosaur. You see? You see that? That's cruel. That's horrid. But we would giggle, tee And I remember it. We sang it all the time. All the time. And it's like in the back of my skull just rattling back there. And we would even come up with rumors about the show ending. We would say that uh, the actor for Barney kept crack or drugs in his tail. It's absurd to think of such a thing now, but at back then, we would believe it. I remember from, like, second grade to, like, fourth grade, because I wasn't actively watching Barney at that point, but 
because I didn't watch it, I assumed that it was over. And for a long time, I, and I'm sure many other people, assumed the show ended because of that very reason. Now that I'm older, I know that, no, the show did not end because the dinosaur did not keep drugs in his tail. I know that that's an interesting realization, but it's true. And it wasn't just Barney. Barney is probably the biggest example of this, but most children's characters that were, were very fond of by really young kids eventually end up being despised or hated in this sort of fashion. And while it's more interesting in this case because it was a lot of adults doing this, it mostly happens in that rebellious phase, you know, when you're like 10 through 12. 10 through 12 is basically the point of the biggest rebellious phase for a kid. You don't want to admit that you enjoy these shows. Now, I was a bit, I was a very bizarre kid, so I was like, oh, hell yeah, I love Sesame Street. It's funny as hell, but I was weird. Um, you didn't want to admit that, so you would say these things and watch these things and laugh at these things because you felt the need to rebel. You couldn't let that. You're a, you're a big kid. You've been around for, you're 10 years old. All right, you're 10. That's, that's two numbers combined to make one big number. Sure. I'm much older than 10 now, but at that time, when I turned 10, when you turn 10, this is a big changing point in your life. No longer are you stuck with something one measly number. You have two of them. Double digits. The big 10. People admire that sort of thing. People always talk about ages like sweet 16. I don't understand that one. 18 makes sense, and 21 makes sense, but people sometimes forget that 10, that's a big-ass milestone that, I don't know, I feel like it doesn't get the respect it deserves. I got sidetracked here. Um, Barney. Um, well, let's go on to other characters. Elmo, for example, he is kind of, he's a justifiable character to despise if you really think about it. Now, Elmo, of course, is, he's a bit too... I could do an Elmo impression. Almost kind of sounds like this. Now, maybe it doesn't sound as good on your end, but in real life, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to do that for the whole episode. I could, but I won't. You see, Elmo kind of replaced the major cast of Sesame Street. They, a lot of the kids were pushed to the side. Now, as of like, for the past 10 years, they've been coming back, but there was a decent chunk of time from the mid-90s, I'd say from 1995 to 2008, maybe it's even up to 2009, Sesame Street was ruled by Elmo. And in the middle of this time, it was it got bad, and it slowly got worse. And to this day, Elmo still plays a huge role in Sesame Street. But during this time period... Elmo's world was reigned popular. Now, Elmo's world kind of ended around this time. I mean, it still has reruns now and then, but Elmo's world took up a whole 20-minute block of the episode. No longer was it 60 minutes of all the cast. It was now 40 minutes, or even sometimes 30 minutes, and then the rest was Elmo's world. And sometimes Elmo would appear in the regular show, too, so it was mostly Elmo, the Elmo show. So it's just justifiable that people would dislike Elmo this way because the show has been going on for like 
30 years without this character, the character comes on and just takes it away. Now, Elmo, to be fair, has been around in the background of episodes for a long time. You can't, it's, it's weird to think that he was there, but technically he's been around since like 1986. But no one considers that. He didn't sound the same. I mean, the Elmo that we know really was populated by the Tickle Me Elmo. And I could go on and on about that, but I think that uh, we're running out of time. Yeah, that's about all the time we have. Um, I'd like to thank you all for listening, and I hope that this episode is about a is it a different a different change of pace. Uh, I'll have to listen back to it myself later and see if I like it. But uh, it was a bit easier recording this one instead of the other one, so. I might go back and uh, try this a bit more. Thank you all for listening, and uh, I wonder what will put me through the ringer next week. (laughs) Thank you very much.